0: My
1: I'd like to read to you from Genesis 45, verse 1 to, 1 to 15. And it's all about Joseph. All know Joseph, the story of Joseph. Um, what happened to Joseph and how his brothers um, threw him in a pit. How he was sold. How he was... Um, so we'll go through the story now. But I'm going to read from Genesis 45, from 1 to 15. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Make everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and the Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I'm your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was it was to save lives. That God sent me ahead of you. For two years now. There has been famine in the land. And for the next five years. There will be no plowing. And reaping. But God sent me ahead of you. To preserve for you. A remnant on earth. And to save your lives. By great deliverance. So then it was not you. Who sent me here. But God. He made me father to Pharaoh. Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all who have, I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves. And so can my brother Benjamin. That is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honors uh, accorded to me in Egypt. And about everything you have seen. And bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. I'm just going to read so far, but I'd like you to go home and maybe read the story about Joseph for yourselves. And today I want to speak to you about forgiveness. It's quite a tough topic, but maybe... As an illustration, you can listen to this story. A little boy was sitting on a park bench in obvious pain. A man walked by and asked him what was wrong. The young boy said, I'm sitting on a bee. The man urgently asked, Then why don't you get up? The boy replied, Because I figured I'm hurting him more than he is hurting me. I wonder how many of us handle forgiveness like this little boy. (laughs) We endure pain for the satisfaction of believing we are hurting our offenders more than they are hurting us. When we get off the bench of unforgiveness, both parties can begin to realize relief from their pain. Oh my goodness. I wonder about this And forgiveness is not an easy thing. It's not easy to forgive somebody that has done you wrong. Somebody who has uh, broken your trust. Somebody that has said something that uh, is not true. Somebody that has disappeared. For you never to see again. And yet you hold on to that grudge or that thing that was said. My minister in Marshall Bay, her name is Martinette Barnard, she said to me, um, Ralph, the easiest way to ask for forgiveness is to go and give that person a hug. <laughs> it's to just because as soon as you've done that, they can't say anything. Okay? They can't, you know, this is like, and so I love giving hugs. Uh, which you know, and so I'm never in trouble, because it's just so easy to give a hug. Um, But that's not the only reason I give hugs, though. But forgiveness isn't easy, but it's worth it in the end. You see, Joseph's story tells us all about forgiveness. It's this amazing story where we learn that Joseph is the, he's he's his father's blue-eyed little boy. We know this because his father treats him this way. His father gives him this, this, um, this clothing to wear, which puts, him, which puts him in a different bracket to his brothers. Not just that, his father doesn't align to go out of the tent so that he can go and work with his brothers. But old young Joseph is also a bit arrogant. For he stands up between his brothers and says, but he's he's excited about what God has revealed to him. And he says, you know what, one day you guys are going to bend down or kneel down in front of me. And you must know how his brothers felt. That, oh my goodness, that jealousy that was inside of them just took over. And first they wanted to kill him. And then they decided, no, they're going to put him in a pit. And... And, and I think it was Reuben who said, no, no, let's rather not kill him, but we'll put him in a pit. And as, they were in this, as he was in this pit and Reuben had gone away, the brothers actually sold him to the Egyptians or to the slave traders. And it was heart But they came home and they told their dad, hey, dad, you know, the most awful thing happened tiger or a lion or a wild animal ate up your son or attacked your son and he died and so they lied and poor joseph he goes into he goes becomes a slave and then at a later point he is actually accused of rape of adultery and they've been put into prison and forgotten about and then later um he tells the he, he reveals dreams uh, for two guys, that the cupkeeper and the, 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 the baker, I think. And, uh, but he then forgets, gets forgotten about. And he's in prison. And then Pharaoh himself needs his dreams to be told what they mean. And somebody remembers him and they call him. And he comes out of that place. And he tells Pharaoh about the seven years of good and the seven years of famine. But through all this, somebody has either lied about him. Through all this, somebody has done something to him. And you must know how he must have felt. How we feel when somebody betrays us. I don't like it. Man, sometimes, and my brother was a good, good example. Um, I might have told you the story before. But my brother used to swear a lot. Eh? Really. Really. And he used to swear a lot and, you know, and he would swear at me. And then I would I would actually go and write down those swear words. <laughs> and write down and then go to my mom and say, just to get back at him and say, look what my brother said, you know. And my mom would give me a hiding because she said, but Ralph, you know how to spell them. That's even <laughs> words, you know. <laughs> and and so sometimes when you want to do good, you actually get you know, you get, it, it, it hits you in the face because it's not what, 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 what was supposed to happen. And I just think of, of, of Joseph and when he calls his brothers. And you know what he does is he lets everybody else out, out of that place where they've now met again. And he lets them out because he wants to have this conversation with them in private. But he can't hold back the tears. He can't hold back the tears and he, he explains to them who he is. And he forgives them. Man, that must take courage. That must take so much courage. Thing is that that I did say and I was really I was in trouble. So I'm not sure if I can say it again, but I'm going to try. It's like, you know when people Forgive you. When they are supposed to forgive you, they're not supposed to mention it again. (laughs) And I did say women have this tendency to bring up uh, what, what has happened in the past. And so I was really in trouble. So men also do it, but women do it more. Okay? It's like they tell you exactly what you have done and when you've done it, and the day and the time, okay? And I'm asked the question, Is like, have you then forgiven that person? <laughs> hey? I'm, I'm just, uh, and for me, it's a, this is, this is a, a tender point, because I know God, when you ask for forgiveness, He hears your prayer. And Jesus died for you on the cross. And so he wipes away that, 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 that sin or that, what needs to be forgiven. And it's a clean slate for you and for me. And it's never brought up again. But we tend to sit on it. Huh? We tend to make sure that that person knows all about it in the end. And it's not just women, it's men too. Uh, And it's sad because we do that. But it's not right. Joseph, he says to them, don't worry. I know what you did and it was bad. But I can see your hearts have changed. And therefore I forgive you. But know that it wasn't your plan in any case. You thought you had done this. But it was God who's actually had to do what he needed to do in order for me to be here today. I often think of Jesus on that cross. Now he's on the cross. And people have whipped him. People have nailed him to that cross. They've put those thorns in his head. And does he take revenge? No, he doesn't. He could have done it three days afterwards when he woke up again. When he he was raised up, he could have annihilated everybody. But he never did. And yet what he says on the cross is he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so we need to do the same thing. We need to learn from Joseph today because Joseph knows that they are going to have to go back to their dad and explain why he's still alive. <laughs> he, they have to go back to the dad and explain, you know what, we didn't kill, your, your, your son didn't die by a wild animal. We actually sold him and I think that's a lot worse. When you have to confess something that you've done in order to get your own way because somebody else was in the way. And so maybe you know of something that you need to confess, or maybe there's something that you somebody you need to forgive. Because time is short. Yesterday I did a funeral. And it was a sad occasion. But I just think, if you haven't made right with that person, if you haven't forgiven that person, and you sitting yeah, and you seeing that body or that, that casket here or the face of the person that has passed away, how's that going to make you feel? See, time is short. There's enough time to forgive. And I promise you, when you forgive, it is just this amazing thing that happens over you. Okay? This this guilt is lifted off your shoulders. But you need to do that, as I need to do that, as Joseph did that with his brothers. And you know the easiest way? Joseph did it himself. He went and he hugged them. Okay? He hugged them and he cried over them and he said it's okay so maybe you know somebody in your family or maybe it's maybe it is your your son or your daughter your cousin or your sister or your brother maybe you need to ask somebody for forgiveness or they need to forgive you or you need to forgive them you know we live in a In a world where people fight with each other about stuff, they just fight, you know. Any of you watch the elections? It's your own fault. Um, but (laughs) But you see those people, two different parties fighting each other. And we have the same thing in South Africa. But, I mean, these people have never met those presidents ever. And yet they fight for those people. You know, yet they hold grudges against those people or against somebody else that, that looks or, or feels or, or says something different to somebody else. It's wrong. Imagine you didn't have to do that. Your heart would be clear, your mind would be clear. You'd have a better understanding as to how to deal with that and forgive. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy to forgive. But on, what I'm saying is, is that sometimes the things that we fight for are not really worth it. And so we need to ask God for his forgiveness. Because every day we say something that is not supposed to say. And every day God forgives us. And every day he clears that page. Your page and my page. And he doesn't hold it against us, ever. And the easiest way to learn is to take Joseph as an example. Go read the story of Joseph. It's an amazing story. And it's so relevant for us today. I'm going to close and we're going to leave early today. But there once was an attorney. And after he meditated on several scriptures he decided to cancel the debt of all his clients that were older than six months. He drafted a letter and explained to them the decision that he took and the biblical implication that he had that he had received from God to do this. And one by one, the letters were returned by the postal service, unopened or undelivered. And he thought to himself, perhaps a couple of people have moved away, you know, so they didn't receive their post. And then 16 other 17 letters came back to him because the people refused to sign. (laughs) People refused to sign the lawyer's letter that uh, they just received. Okay. And so (laughs) it's quite profound because. There's a guy that wants to write off your debt and forgive or whatever it is. And yet you're too scared to open the letter. And so we are too scared to open our hearts to be forgiven. Or we are too scared to actually open the Bible, which is a guide for us, to learn what it is to be forgiven so may you learn from Joseph may you learn that he forgave his brothers that they received so much more they received freedom they received cattle they received the best land how much more can you receive or how much more can you give to somebody when they are freed from that that is eating them up so may you go in peace today and may god just bless you wherever whatever you do now and forever let us pray mighty lord god we thank you we thank you for joseph but more so lord we thank you for jesus who died on the cross for we know Joseph forgave his brothers and he was so excited to see them and that he knew, Lord, that you had done all those things for him in order for him to, to be there and to be able to look after them so that the, tri- the 12 tribes of Israel could continue. But we thank you for Jesus today, who died on that cross 2,000 years ago, for every single one of us to forgive us, to write off our sin, to clear our name. And so, Lord, we are in awe of you. Because we know that every single day we are not perfect, that we do things and say things and, and not do things and not say things that hurt you. And that we need to ask for forgiveness, not just from you, but also from other people. So be with us this week, we pray, Lord. Be with our country. Be with our church. Be with the world. As there's so many changes happening, Lord. As there's so many things happening, be with all those people that have the virus and all those people protecting us from the virus. We also pray for those people in our church that are ill. We pray for those that are going to the doctor this week, Lord. We pray for those that are receiving chemo. We pray for those that have broken limbs or that are in isolation. And so, Lord, we pray for your guidance, for your love, for your forgiveness now and evermore amen amen